We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525. WTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. Intelligent Radio, fueled by Lucky's Station. News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. President Trump said in his weekly media address he would like to see a major change in U.S. immigration policies. Under chain migration, foreign nationals can come to the United States and bring in unlimited numbers of foreign relatives. A single immigrant can begin a chain that could ultimately bring in dozens of increasingly distant relations. In the Democrats' weekly address, California Congressman Mike Thompson accused the GOP tax reform bill of favoring the wealthy. The bill is written to give massive, permanent tax breaks to the rich and to corporate interest, many of which ship U.S. jobs overseas. It does give a handful of temporary tax cuts to some middle-class taxpayers, but actually raises taxes on millions of middle- and working-class families. The House plans to vote on the bill on Tuesday. This is SRN News. Michael Medved wonders where our politics are going. Both sides are crazy. They're nuts. I mean, is this what our politics is right now? I mean, the president sets out a tweet, and then then people react like it's Armageddon and the end of the world. It does not deserve the freak-out level of indignation that it's getting from Democrats. The Michael Medved Show, afternoons at 2 on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. Just after 1 o'clock in the Blue Ox Heating and Air Weather Center and the local one, the big weekend wheel, Mitch Berg, is up next with the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Tune in tomorrow at 2 p.m. for the closer, Brad Carlson. Together they are the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Let's take a peek at the forecast. Plenty of clouds today and tomorrow. Highs right around freezing. Nine days until Christmas, Wixon Jewelers is your place for all of your jewelry needs this Christmas. That's Wixon Jewelers off 35W in Bloomington. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Berg. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing. The show that says, send us your tired, huddled masses yearning to see red. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. My name, Mitch Berg. My blog, shotsinthedark.info. I've been doing it since February of 2002. If you've been listening to this broadcast, you know this. If you're new to the broadcast, you might not. I am found every weekday and the occasional, uh, some might even say rare weekend because you've got to have a weekend these days, uh, on my blog, which has been talking about politics, current events, history, music, and whatever else grabs me over the course of the last 15 years. This broadcast is the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Um, that's uh, that's myself, Brad Carlson, the closer, uh, of course, heard every Sunday from uh, 2 to 3 on AM 1280, The Patriot, and our good friend King Banyan, heard every Saturday morning, 9 to 11, on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman. We are the Northern Alliance Radio Network, dominating Twin Cities weekend radio for as long as anyone alive can remember. That's that much. And it's, it's sort of a tradition, holiday time and year-round, clobbering all that would uh, attempt to... To, to go after us. In fact, that's something I was thinking about the other day. The other talk station, the boutique talk station, uh, used to try and take shots at us. They used to try and, and, and put programs up actually against us, against Brad and I and uh, the rest of the Narn lineup on Saturdays. And time after time, again, 
they would try, and they failed. And right now, I don't know, I think they might be doing two hours of Christmas music on Saturday afternoons, and that uh, is probably as good as they can hope for at this point. Anyway, uh, best of uh, luck to all of them. Uh, they're going to need it. Anyway, uh, so gl- thanks for stopping by. Uh, it is the Saturday before the Christmas weekend. My shopping is almost done. I am adhering to my usual tradition of, le- of leaving one, precisely one item, for Christmas Eve shopping. I don't know what it is. I like to get all my shopping done weeks in advance, and I largely have. Uh, maybe going out to Amazon Prime for a couple of, uh, by the way, there's no plug entailed, entailed there. It just happens to be convenient. But uh, I hate shopping. I'm a guy. If it's if it's not a guitar store or a gun shop, I hate shopping. I just do. Uh, in fact, I, I was able finally this week, after years of wanting to, to start doing all my grocery shopping online via one of the local grocery store vendors. Because I, I should say this, my, I, uh, I am after years of trying, I'm finally an empty nester. Uh, my oldest moved out the other day, and my youngest, of course, has been moved out for a couple of years. That's uh, uh, my son, who's been busy raising my granddaughter, Watermelon, so many of you know on this broadcast, uh, going back a few years. Uh, my oldest, after a few detours, has finally moved out. And that means a lot of changes in my life. For example, it's a bit like sleeping in an empty airplane hangar for the first time in, I don't know, a a generation, literally. Uh, That's one thing. But on the other hand, other members of my family have always loved the, the ritual of going out to the grocery store and shopping for groceries in person. And I hate it. <laughs> I, I hate going to the grocery store. It's like plodding through the aisles, picking out the same stuff I picked out last week and the week before and the week before. And I'm done. I'm done. I can put my menu. Finally, after all these years, I can plan out my menu for the week. I can plug it all into the the online shopping website. I'm not going to say which one because I don't want them to be overloaded and overwhelmed with new customers just overnight here. If you know me, give me a holler. Uh, but <laughs> not really. But, uh, yeah, I I can actually do all that online myself right now. Uh, other than that, though, it's always been my tradition for, like, my entire adult life to get my shopping for Christmas done a little early, say, by the beginning, maybe the first weekend of December, uh, avoiding Black Friday like the plague. In fact, most years I do, I prepare for Black Friday like prudent Floridians prepare for a hurricane. I lay in five or six days worth of supplies on uh, on on Gray Thursday and make sure I don't have to go near a store until the following Monday for any reason, not gasoline, not uh, emergency medical supplies, nothing, nothing. I don't go near a store all Black Friday weekend. And now that Black Friday is being dispersed to other days of the season, this is becoming a more challenging exercise because now it's the point where I have to go in on Gray Thursday and stock up with enough supplies to go 30 days to get past the holidays. And this I have nearly accomplished this year. And, And now with the dawn of online grocery shopping and the ability to actually do it without having children yapping at me about it i can do this now i can spend the black month from thanksgiving to christmas not going near stores not dealing with people in any way shape or form and it prompts me at times to drop down on my knees in prayer and say thank you god and thank you for this wonderful country where you can actually get everything you need without having to be around christmas shoppers and yet and I'm sincere about that. I'm being only just a little hyperbolic by my own standards, which is heavily hyperbolic by normal human standards. I get that. But I'm not being that hyperbolic. There is a certain element of truth to that. And yet, every year for Christmas, for as long for my entire adult life, though I get my shopping done two or three weeks before Christmas season is, is, is upon us, before Christmas is upon us, I always save one gift. Doesn't matter what gift it is, doesn't matter for whom it is. It's usually a stocking stuffer for a child or a grandchild or, or someone in the immediate family. Uh something small, something fairly trivial, something just you know sentimental. 
But I always save it for Christmas Eve because I love, as much as I hate shopping, as much as I hate stores, as much as I, let's just be diplomatic and, and say I disdain shoppers as a class, not as individuals. I'm sure many of them are lovely people, especially since all of you are shoppers at some point in, in your life. Uh, I dislike the, the, the being among people who are shopping. And yet Christmas Eve, I will take two hours. I will go to some place where there is hustle and bustle, which means i got to leave St. Paul. I go to uh, the Mall of America or to, God help me, Rosedale, which probably has the worst parking situation uh, this side of Calcutta or Beijing that can be imagined. Uh, so it's usually the Mall of America. I, I frequently go to, and that's one of very few times of the year I'll go to the MOA. Uh, but I'll go there just to see the hustle and bustle and the people scrambling for the last-minute gifts. And I'll just, just sit back and do a little people watching, maybe stop by one of the, the public establishments wherever I'm at and have a kickback with a, a, a holiday-flavored cocktail and buy the one, precisely one and one only gift that I came to buy and leave when I'm good and ready to leave on my own time, drive home, wrap it up, and, and get ready for the holiday festivities, you know, church Christmas evening and uh, the family stuff that is to come. And I, that's the, one of the things I look forward to about the holiday season. And I got to say, I look forward to the holiday season. I'm looking forward to next week uh, a lot. I really am. And, and I'll say this. Uh, it's, it's to some extent swimming against the current in this day and age. In fact, as we'll talk about in the next segment or two, there is quite a current about holidays that is embraced some of the worst of the cynicism of the modern era that I am just here to stand astride and yell stop. But I I aggressively love the holidays, and I use the term aggressively fully intentionally. Uh, Dennis Prager has a great lesson during his happiness hour every week, and he, he, he puts it in various ways, but you, you, A, you have a duty to be happy, and that duty is to those around you because people who are miserable are a drag on the rest of life for everyone else. And there's this sort of contrived misery about the holidays that some have adopted. In fact, if you listen to National Public Radio, it's sort of the nudge and wink default state for everyone on National Public Radio. Well, we're in the holiday season now, and you're looking forward to lukewarm turkey and dealing with your scumbag relatives. I was like, no! Shut up! And... And I will say this, uh, this is a bit of a nod to Dennis Prager, although I started this long before I ever knew who Dennis Prager was, uh, close to 20 years ago. I I resolved, having been at that time in a situation where there was a certain amount of excessive personality-driven stress around the holidays, that I was going to enjoy the holidays if it killed me. I was going to make absolutely gosh darn sure that I enjoyed the bejeebers out of the holidays because I did not want to have children that would grow up incorporating a lot of their parents' contrived misery about the holidays into their own personalities and passing it down from generation to generation and being one of those self-indulgent, self-absorbed people who just likes to radiate stress and misery and ugliness through the holidays. I did not want to have that particular sickness, and I will also say self-indulgence, passed down through the generations to pollute future generations regarding this most wonderful of all seasons. And it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a way of dealing with life's miseries. Some call it fake it till you make it. Or I prefer to say, it's an old Hungarian saying that the the best way to become wealthy is to appear as if you already are, which translates to other things as well in life, not just wealth, but uh, happiness and closeness in your relationship for that matter. I mean, if you act happy, if you act in love, if you act uh, put together, gradually you can become those things if you're open to it. And I resolved during a particularly trying holiday season, probably more than 20 years, around 20 years ago, 
to just say, you know what? Against all odds, I am going to love this season. I am going to be happy with this about this season. I'm going to radiate happiness, even if I'm not feeling it deep down inside. Well, here's the here's the fun part. The more I did that, the more I felt it deep down inside, and so I can honestly say that I approach this holiday season with nothing but joy, and I hope. Each and every one of you is, is blessed to be able to do the same. And I'm going to talk about some people who, who have managed to avoid that particular blessing. Uh, some people I've observed around and about society come holiday time in recent years. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Chen of the Hoover Institution for townhall.com. Congressional Republicans and members of the Trump administration have reportedly reached a final deal on legislation to overhaul the tax system and cut taxes for many Americans. The bill will lower individual tax rates, boost the standard deduction that most Americans rely on, and dramatically cut the business tax rate to make our system competitive with the rest of the industrialized world. It would reduce the number of taxpayers subject to the alternative minimum tax, a punitive provision that has gradually impacted more and more middle-class families. The tax bill will help to put more money in the pockets of many middle-class taxpayers, but it will also boost economic growth, which is key to creating jobs and raising wages. The agreement that's been reached isn't ideal, but no major piece of legislation ever is. Republicans should not allow the perfect to be the enemy of the good. They should move quickly to pass the tax bill so President Trump can sign it and give Americans the Christmas gift they've long been promised. I'm Lon Chen. If your tooth fell out, would you replace it? Most people would. So how is your hair any different? If you're tired of losing hair, simply replace it by going to INeedMoreHair.com. Let this be a year to make a new hair's resolution. Hi, I'm Mike Greenley, familiar voice with Minnesota hockey fans. If you have hair loss and want more hair, go to INeedMoreHair.com. Meet the hair transplant specialists that have given patients from around the world, including some of the most prominent celebrities, a full head of hair. They can do the same for you. Here's the best part. Their technique is so advanced, the results are guaranteed in writing, and their prices are the best in the business. Prices as low as $3 per graft. Their office is conveniently located in Egan, near 35E and Diffley Road. INeedMoreHair.com will allow you to see a more competent reflection of yourself. That's INeedMoreHair.com. The consultations are free, and the results are amazing. Check out INeedMoreHair.com for complete details. That's INeedMoreHair.com. Experience you can trust. Prices you can afford. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. Hi, everybody. Randy from Arby's Computer Service. Let's talk managed services. Managed services is when you let a company like ours take over the responsibilities of keeping all of your computers and servers protected and running efficiently. We keep your systems patched, keep antivirus protection on all of your systems, provide a way to filter out much of the malware, manage your backups, and most of all, keep you up and running. This is no easy task and takes you time. Time is money. If your server or even important computer goes down, can you afford this? Let us take care of all this for you, and you can stay focused on being profitable. And don't forget, we also fix your PCs, Macs, cell phones, and tablets, too. Call us today at 763-441-3884. Once again, 763-441-3884, or find us on the web at rbsmn.com. Giving your computer problems the boots. Arby's Computer Service. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. So, so I, 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 I've been observing people's behaviors around, around the holiday season for, for quite some time, ever since I resolved that I was not going to take part in what was at that time becoming... Well, a fashionable disdain for the holiday season in some circles. For example, uh, a lot of people get get yucks out of the out of the old Seinfeld uh, made up holiday, the Festivus 
holiday, George Costanza's favorite holiday, which has become actually something of an actual holiday, quote, celebrated, end quote, by by people who, for whatever reason, don't partake in the traditional holidays this time of year, Christmas and Hanukkah. I think actually the the Muslim uh, 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 holiday of Eid sometimes falls somewhere within spit and distance of, of the Christian and Jewish holidays here. But uh, it, 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 you start to, around that time, you started to see some of the more cynical aspects of our society, or at least I started seeing some of the more fashionably cynical elements of our society taking their little shots at the holiday season, how the, the, the rest of the hoi polloi uh, observed the holiday season. And of course, I mean, people have been uh, taking their, their whacks at the consumerism of the Christmas holiday uh, for quite some time now, going back to uh, the Charlie, well before the Charlie Brown Christmas uh, special for, that uh, most of us grew up with back in the 60s. Uh, that, I mean, this, is, this is going back 50-odd years that, that people have been taking some well-earned shots at the consumerism of the holiday. I get that. I feel that. I do. I've made a conscious effort most of my adult life and some of my pre-adult life to, to, to coexist with that, but not to observe it too too deeply, because of course it's not. If you are serious about Christmas and about faith, Christmas is not about consumerism, although giving and receiving is certainly symbolically a part of of the holiday. Uh, it has a symbolic meaning to, to Christians as well, and to people who observe the holiday who aren't Christians, but who observe the metaphorical meaning of giving and receiving gifts to people, right? They may be material gifts. You may be talking in a, an iPad or a, an Xbox, but there's a symbolism to giving and receiving that is not lost on people of faith, right? So that being said, the, the, the prevalence of people griping about the holidays, either directly or passive-aggressively, uh, has gotten, in some circles, kind of overwhelming. Now, I'm not going to go into a whole lot of details as to where and who and, and, and how these people come up, but you you may recognize some of these people that I am observing here at various workplaces and in the media and in some of the various social circles I coexist with. These are some people I've observed who've who've kind of come out of hiding, near as I can tell, in the last 10 to 15 years. They used to stay justifiably hidden under rocks, at least as far as I knew, up until fairly recently. They're, they're now operating out in the open with a, a fair amount of social approval. The first one, I, I picked out six of them, six, six of these personality types that have found it safe recently to, to come out of under their rocks and, and inflict their cynicism on the rest of society this time of year in particular, as in fact, this time of year especially. Uh, the first one I, I call the uh, M the National Public Radio Malaysaholic. And I've observed this in especially over the last 10 years or so. National Public Radio is the worst offender at this, but they sort of reflect the point of view of a of a sector of society that tends to be a little on the left of center, tends to be a little more secular than than faith based, that tends to consider that secularity itself a qualification. And you start hearing this on on national public radio programs in particular, starting around Thanksgiving. People belly aching, and that is the word for it, belly aching, about the miseries that await them during the holiday season. The aforementioned griping about getting together with relatives you don't like, who may disagree with you politically. That's the big crime for a lot of these people. The fact that you might have to deal with people who, for reasons of their own, believe things you don't, which is to the NPR malaysaholic, the ultimate imposition. And, 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 they approach it sometimes jokingly, like you know, the cocktail to make to get through holidays with relatives and friends that you don't really like all that much. And sometimes it's a little more pathological, just about how, how the, the, the ugliness of misery and misery of having to coexist with people not like you during this enforced gaiety of the holiday season. 
And and by the way, the, the hypocrisy of, of those who observe their faith during this time of year who may not be perfect in every aspect of their life. It's a, it's a degree of malaise that starts to strike me as self-indulgent after a, a couple of weeks. Uh, we all know some of these. Now, you get into the workplace, that brings you to the next example, the next next breed of pathology that has is, is, is been sprung upon us recently. This is, this is another fairly recent one, the more PC than thou type. For example, the, the, the people who will, when you say Merry Christmas, they will say, let's happy holidays. Not everyone's a Christian, they will point out. I had this happen at a workplace a few years ago, uh, a woman who, uh, who's uh, observant Jewish, uh, fa- uh, from an observant Jewish family, who's an observant Jewish co-worker, uh, took verbal umbrage at wishes of Merry Christmas. Now, bear in mind, we're in this particular office, the majority of the people happened to be people of one level of Christian faith or at least Christian background or another to the point where it's generally in a, some, most people assume that most people around them were people in some way with history in the Christian faith. There was one person in the room who was Jewish and let you know it. Now I get it. It's not your holiday. And, and I, I hinted very obliquely and tactfully, I felt that, you know, it's all being wished to you in the best of spirits and with all due love in our hearts. And it's not like you radiate kosherness from you just by looking at you, ma'am. I said this to, well, I I worked around saying this to your coworker. It's not, not like looking at you can say, ah, Jewish. And so we wished we, my coworkers largely, wished each other Merry Christmas uh, to get a bit of a tongue lashing. Now, this particular coworker may have had her reasons. Uh, one Jewish person in an office of, of people who, for whom the holiday is Christmas, Christmas and Christmas only, who had never observed Hanukkah or any other uh, holidays this time of year. Perhaps a little understanding, understandable, I should say. Less understandable are the ones who make a rather ostentatious showing of saying, it's not Christmas, it's the holiday season. Because we have to observe Hanukkah, and we have to observe Kwanzaa. Now, okay, I'll give you Hanukkah. And I will, by the way, also give a nod and and a, and a furtive agreement to my Jewish friends who say, really, it's trying to keep up with the Christians. It's made Hanukkah as big of a deal. It's, it's, it's kind of down the list among Jewish holidays. It's not like it's Yom Kippur or, or Purim. It's kind of down the list, and yet trying to keep up with the... And why am I switching into a Yiddish accent? I don't know. It was unintentional, I swear. Uh, I'm no, not appropriating, uh, appropriating anyone's accent here. Uh, switch back to my broadcast accent here. It, it's It's not... It's the idea that keeping up with the Christian Joneses has made Hanukkah into something it was never intended through Jewish tradition to be. I mean, it's Hanukkah in traditional Jewish, well, in Jewish tradition is not a festive holiday of uh, on the level of Christmas. It's relatively down the list. It's a celebration of of coming up with nine day, what seven days of oil instead of one day of oil to keep the temple lit. You know, kind of, kind of down there. I'm on the list of holidays. Not quite Arbor Day, but not Christmas either. Anyway, point being, not so much that there that some some sensitivity isn't called for. I mean, you don't lose any points for being tactful around people who see the world different than you. But you don't have the people who bludgeon you over the head with their hypersensitivity to everyone else in the world and 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 focusing on the bludgeoning rather than the sensitivity they don't get any points for it either yes ma'am sir i know it's the holiday season and to me it happens to be the holiday we celebrate being christmas which doesn't take anything away from hanukkah 
and takes nothing away from Kwanzaa that its own history doesn't take away from it. That's another pet peeve that I'll save for another time. So anyway, that's two down, four to go. The Christmas personality types that have metastasized out into the general public in recent years that I wish would crawl back where they came from and find their own holiday to pollute. Uh, We'll come back with more of that in just a moment. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. If you care to join the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Message and data rates may apply. Hi, I'm Frank Thomas, the Big Hurt. After I left baseball, I just couldn't stay in shape like I used to. Turns out, once you hit 40, your body has less free testosterone, and that can make it harder to get into shape. So I got back into the game with Nugenics. I'm feeling stronger with a lot more energy and drive. You want to get back into shape? Get Nugenics. All you have to do is send one simple text. Frank's right. Just text RIP11 to 42424 to get a complimentary bottle of award-winning Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC. Its unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testofen, a patented key ingredient clinically researched to help a man feel stronger, leaner, more energetic, and more passionate. And guys, she'll like the difference too. Nugenic samples are not available in stores. To get your complimentary bottle, text RIP11 to 42424. That's RIP11 to 42424. Have you racked up more than $10,000 in credit card debt? Are you barely getting by, making minimum payments? You should know. The credit card companies are tricking you into thinking there's no way out. Credit card companies would rather you didn't know that there are ways you can become debt-free and you don't have to pay the entire amount you owe. There are debt relief programs that help people like you escape overwhelming credit card debt. National Debt Relief has helped tens of thousands of people just like you reduce more than $500 million of debt. National Debt Relief has helped so many people, they're A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. You don't have to declare bankruptcy or take out a consolidation loan. You have the right to settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe. Reduce a large portion of your debt now. Call National Debt Relief at 800-694-7394. 800-694-7394. That's 800-694-7394. Thinking about life insurance? What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? Well, that's exactly what happens when you call SelectQuote Life. For example, George is 40. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around... I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $25 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino. And believe me, if SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-721-4880. That's 800-721-4880. 800-721-4880. Or go to SelectQuote.com. Since 1985, we shop you save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. AM 1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. 651-289-4488. Should you care to join me? And I would love it if you did. Because it's a talk show, not a not a listen show. Hey, guess what tickets I landed for this coming March? Southside Johnny? Oh, yeah. Turns out he's making coming to the Twin Cities a, a, an annual thing. Now, it turns out that while the, nobody west of New Jersey has ever heard of the band, there's a lot of people from New Jersey 
in the Twin Cities. And me. You're from Jersey? I'm from Jersey. What accent? I'm not from Jersey. I'm from North Dakota, which used to be the New Jersey of the Great Plains. I guess with the oil industry there, it really is the New Jersey of the Great Plains. Which would make me the Bruce Springsteen of North Dakota. I don't know. 651-289-4488 by Parallel Mongering. No, no bounce. I, I'm going through my list of what I call modern Grinches, the six new personality types that have uh, been, been uh, inflicted upon us by the newfound cynicism, not newfound cynicism, but the, the growing cynicism about the holiday season, or at least a cynicism that has is, is taken root in an in a in increasingly secular, increasingly cynical mass media. We went through the NPR malaysaholic and the more PC than thou warrior. Uh, the next one I want to talk about briefly before we go to the phones here is uh, the humbug. Someone who likes to make his just... His, his his boredom with the holiday uh, part of his approach. I, I, I'm I'm reminded in particular of a of a coworker that I had some time ago. Where anytime some reference to the holiday season came up, his his response was to grumble about what how really bored he was with the whole idea of Christmas or the holidays, and how he just really just sort of sat he, had dra- he hung on by the skin of his teeth and and dragged himself through the holiday season because just. All of this festivity around him just just wore on him, and just he wished it would all end and go away. Uh, to which I I didn't respond out loud because I'm a tactful sort when I'm not on the radio. I I, I responded, well, you know, eventually it is going to go away, or at least for you, because you, like all of us, are mortal, and at the end of your time on this mortal coil, you will have what to show for. This part of your life, this part of your life you spend interacting with people who do find some joy, some innocence, some some thrill, some meaning in this season, you will be able to look back on this life and say you brought just some petty misery to people. Golf clap, clap. Good job. I mean it there, bucko. Carry on spreading the misery of your season to everyone else. That's whatever. It's 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 his thing. I didn't. I would never say it because when I'm not on the radio, I'm actually a very tactful person. But I'm on the radio. Talk got it. I've had enough. Six five one two eight nine four four eight eight. Let's go to the phones in St. Louis Park. Mark, welcome to the Northern Alliance. Mitch, thanks for taking my call. Uh, great subject. Uh, I wanted to comment on that subject, but first, a couple weeks ago, I tried again, but I couldn't make it. When we had uh, that was when we had uh, basically the, the the city of San Francisco responsible for a death of a of an American citizen. Oh yeah. Um, that same day, and no one's talked about this. I haven't read it anywhere. The report came out in Charlottesville. There was a law firm that was hired by the city, and a former federal prosecutor was in charge of finding out what happened in Charlottesville. This is according to the New York Times, not a friend of uh, the Trump administration. The Virginia State Police, according to the report, and the Charlottesville Police basically told their officers to stand down, if you read the article. Yep. And the girl, that there was a barricade where the car went through and, and, and killed that in, the, the, the protester. Right. There was a police officer, a female, guarding the barricade. She called for help because he was getting out of control. Do you think they added more officers to help her or took her away to get her out of, to get her out of there? Which do you think they did? I'm going to go out on a limb and say they pulled her out of there. <laughs> yes, they did. Yep. No, they didn't drive the car to kill the girl, but they were entirely responsible, in my opinion, for her death. But you haven't heard a thing about that from anybody. This was the New York Times the same day the Steinle verdict came out. The yep. report came out. It's outrageous. They it are is. responsible. But, but I wanted just a comment, too, as a Jew living in St. Louis Park, I love when someone says Merry Christmas to me because it, it means freedom and joy. How can you beat that this time of year? Exactly. I'll and, hang and, up and listen. Absolutely. I love that. I'll I, hang up and listen. I, and I appreciate you saying that because that's the way it's intended to me. To me, as as a believing Christian who happens to have a vaguely Semitic-sounding last name, uh, I, 
I, I, I mean that as, as, as a way of saying the, the, I, I wish to inflict upon you whatever your faith tradition or lack thereof, if, as the case may be, the good feelings, the brotherhood, the, the, the love I feel at this time of year upon you. And inflict is the wrong word, but you know what I'm getting at. And, and no insult intended. And by the way, that does go both ways. I have had Jews wish me happy Jewish holidays in at least one case because they thought the name Berg meant I was part of the tribe. And and I don't. I'm not. As I told Michael Medved, I am literally as Jewish as a bacon cheeseburger. There is no Jewish ancestry in my family whatsoever. Uh, I believe me, I've, I've taken the 20. Uh, I've seen my 23 and me results and I, I'm not remotely Jewish. And no one knows where the name Berg came from, by the way. I've mentioned this on the air before. I'll do it again. I, I'm, I mean, my, my father's father's father, when he left Sweden, his name was Olafsson. And somehow he arrives out in central Minnesota with the last name Berg. And no one knows where that happened. Near, nearest I can figure, uh, they, got to, they got to Ellis Island and the bureaucrats did their thing, and today there is, near as I can imagine, there's a, there's a Hasidic family out in Crown Heights wondering why they are the only family in their synagogue named Olafson. That's the nearest I can figure at this point. Uh, family of Polish, Eastern European descent, wondering how they came to be called Olafson. Anyway, that's, that's all. I don't, I don't know. But yeah, I, and I've heard that from other friends of mine of Jewish and, for that matter, Muslim faith. When someone tells them Merry Christmas, it's a, a good wish, not a wish to super to impose our culture and our belief upon them. It's not. It's certainly not in my case. But on the other hand, as I wish to avoid friction, being Scandinavian, uh, I, I will err on the side. I've, I've been conditioned to err on the side of, of sensitivity on these things. So uh, that's the way. But... When I say Merry Christmas to you, that's the spirit in which I intend it. I believe that's true for the vast, vast, vast majority of Christians, and for that matter, Jews, Muslims, and everyone else who wishes each other, uh, who has wishes for their fellow humans during whatever the appropriate holiday season is. Anyway, we've been through the NPR malaise-aholic, the more PC than thou warrior, the humbug who just is is a Grinch. I mean, that's another good term for them, the Grinch. Just someone who is determined to feel crummy about the holidays because that's their style. Even if they're not that way about any other part of the year or any other segment of society, that's the Christmas holidays, uh, turns them into the humbug. Uh, the fourth is the triggerer. Someone for whom the holiday is... A, an excuse to let them know about all the miseries that have been inflicted upon them in the name of the season. Sometimes it's aggressive atheists, and you know who I'm talking about. I have the, the atheists who are who, who have a chip on their shoulder about faith and people of faith, and they do exist. In fact, that's become the face of modern atheism: is the people who have an aggressive chip on their shoulder and a disdain for faith and people of faith that they express actively and verbally and frequently in large groups um, and large loud groups in many cases. The triggerer is not necessarily a militant atheist, but someone for whom the holiday season brings up some form of trauma. And and, And sometimes it's a legitimate trauma. I know people who came from terrible family backgrounds for whom the holiday season is not was not a pleasant time. Uh, a, someone I, I knew from earlier in my life, uh, high school, college, uh, grew up in a terrible family situation, and the holidays brought back terrible memories for this person. And, and to them, I am, I am truly sensitive. But it also seems as if, to, especially among millennials, Millennials these days, to me, and I say this as as someone who is not above yelling at people to get the heck off his lawn. I'll cop to that up front here. But sometimes it seems like this the current generation of millennials collects diagnoses like they used to collect Pokemon cards. It's like, I am a self-diagnosed claustrophobic with, with dysthemia. How about you? And and so that there's always some people, not everyone, 
certainly not everyone, but there are some people who just seem to be hovering out there like a falcon, ready to pounce on an excuse to show how they are triggered by other people's holidays, indeed by other people's happiness, like that falcon pouncing on a field mouse. Zoom, squeak, splat. Happiness must be squashed. Anyway, that's the triggerer, along with the humbug, the PC warrior, and the NPR uh, malaise-a-holic. Those are four of the new Grinches that beset us every holiday season. Oh, there are two more to go, and we'll talk about them when I come back. Uh, 651-289-4488 if you've got your own observations about uh, the new <laughs> the new misery of the season during this happiest of all seasons, at least you see it my way. More when we come back. Northern Alliance, AM 1280, The Patriot. AM 1280, The Patriot. Hello? (laughs) Hey, it's me, your cell phone? Yeah, look, we gotta talk about something. I'm always happy to assist you with pretty much everything you need, but look, using me to take a corporate headshot, that's where I draw the line. No filter can compare to Janet Noonan Photography for corporate headshots that capture you in your best light. She's seasoned, sought after by top executives, and seriously fun to be around. Jana, N-O-O-N-A-N, photography.com. Goodbye, selfies. Hello, headshots. Individual results may vary. At Brain Balance Achievement Centers, parents find real help for their kids. Brianna was diagnosed with visual and auditory processing disorder and dyslexia. Brody, before Brain Balance, struggled in a lot of ways. where He just really could not sit still. He couldn't focus. Luke struggled socially, academically. Is your child struggling and you're not sure why? Is there a diagnosis of ADHD, a processing or sensory problem? Find real help. Brain Balance delivers on the promise of a better life for your child and your entire family. She's always reading now. This really is the answer. For Luke, it was tremendous. Brain Balance will do anything to help your child. Enroll before December 31st and take advantage of our once-a-year holiday discount. Serving families at our Minnetonka and Woodbury locations. Call 800-877-5500. Have pain you can't ignore? Then try first-in-class relief from Salon Pass. Salon Pass pain relief patches have everything you need in one clinically proven solution. They're the strongest label pain reliever available without a prescription. Safely relieving pain for up to 12 hours. And Salon Pass is the first and only FDA-approved OTC topical reliever. For first-in-class relief, get Salon Pass pain relief patches in the green box with a blue wave. The world of business and finance is constantly changing. How are you keeping up with all the information? Most likely, you're not. Checking websites, writing emails, making phone calls, checking more websites, and still not finding what you need to know. But it has to be out there somewhere. Well, it is. Business 1440 is your on-air guide through the fast-paced business landscape. What you want to know, when you want to know it. Up-to-the-minute business and financial news on Business 1440. Stream online at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. Hey, good day. Welcome to our show. Hey, good day to you too, Hey, what is the best thing about winter in Minnesota? (laughs) I know, my Arctic spy. It's the best way to celebrate winter when it comes to the darn cold, eh? Yeah, and super energy efficient too. Yeah, you can get yours at Premier Pool in Chanhassen today online at premierpools.com. Premier Pool and Spa, where we take the fun seriously, even here in the cold, frozen tundra of Minnesota. Premierpools.com, eh? Yeah, take off, eh? Take off, eh? AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. Talking about the new Grinches that have come to beset the holiday season. We've been through the first four of six. The NPR, Malaysaholic, the PC Warrior, the Humbug, and the Trigger. 
There's two more to go. Uh, one of the first one is, is probably relatively harmless, just annoying. I call I call this person Father Festivus or or Mother Festivus. These are the people who are, have have taken the 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 holiday of Festivus, which is basically intended to be sort of a, a snark about the holiday season from the old Seinfeld show, and turn it into an actual holiday that actual people celebrate. And it's it's about mockery. And not necessarily cruel, nasty mockery, but still just too cool for school mockery of the holiday season uh, by people who don't really care much for it. They decide to they're sort of like those snarky kids in high school who are always just too cool for the rest of the class. And that's fine. I mean, feel free to be that way. It's not necessarily done with with ill intent. It's just the way they approach something that they don't get, don't understand, don't like, don't care for or don't don't understand all that terribly well, perhaps. Or, or haven't been given a reason to, to feel anything more uh, deeply about. And so they, they have basically taken on this snarky, uh, facile, shallow caricature of the holiday season as their approach to it. They chuckle about the Festivus poll and the airing of grievances and the feats of strength as, a, as an alternative to the, the not nearly cool enough for school uh, and uh, dreadfully unhip uh, holiday that the rest of us schlubs celebrate. Yeah, that's fine. Whatever. The last one uh, no, is, is is probably the one that I've come to see the most of lately. Not the most of, but they've come out uh, in a with a vengeance lately. And, and there's elements of all five of the above in this person. But I call this person the macro aggressor. And I say this because this is a person who has some of brings some of the, the dyspepsia of the season from the NPR Malaysaholic. They have embraced the political, the aggressive PC of the PC warrior. They put the humbug on steroids. They would seem to have been triggered, at least have found some excuse to to express triggeredness. And they bring a level of of cynicism about the holiday season that the rest of us celebrate to a new aggressive and kind of hostile level. I, I call them the macro aggressor. They just can't keep their hatred of the holiday season to themselves. They are just busting out with contempt for the season and for the people who celebrate it. And and while the others are, I don't know, symptoms of, of popular culture run amok or, or situational depression or, or seasonal affective disorder or family issues uh, that are regrettable but do happen in the real world, or just plain self-absorbed smug cynicism, the macroaggressor is just ugly and hostile and really feels miserable about the holiday and wishes to share the anti-gift of their anti-season. And, and they're rare, rare. But I got to say, I've run into a few of them in this in this last two holiday seasons, this year and last year, that have stood out from the crowd. I mean, who who fulminate not just boredom, not just cynicism, not just snarkiness about the holiday seasons, but genuine anger about people who celebrate the holiday season, the hypocrisy behind it, the uh, commercialism, naturally, and how the commercialism has become the only reason most of us celebrate the holiday. And really, uh, oh, and not to mention the fact that it was all appropriated from the pagans anyway, and and it's delivered not with a nudge and a wink, not with a not not with a, a credulous degree of earnestness uh, from someone who read something online, but really a degree of anger that is designed to put others on the defensive. And I've found myself nodding and, and changing the subject and moving on to other things because, honestly, to acknowledge and deal with the anger they bring to the season takes away from the enjoyment that I have resolved to feel, even if it's not easy to do, which, by the way, has made it easier to do over the course of the last couple of decades of, of observing that philosophy. So those are the new Grinches. The macroaggressor, Father Festivus, the trigger, the humbug, the PC warrior, and the NPR uh, malaysaholic. Uh, let's go to the phones in St. Paul. Barbara, welcome to the Northern Alliance. 
Hi. Um, I think I'm from Eden Prairie. Are you, can you hear me? I can hear you, yes. You're on okay. the air. All right. So you might put me in the last category, but like maybe just 10%. So let me just say that I love the Lord, and I love celebrating the birth of His Son, and I love that aspect of Christmas. But what I have to say is that what makes me sad is what the stress of Christmas does to people. I see really, really nice people get mean and be stressed out about having to put the perfect gift for everyone under the tree. And, you know, I literally was in a conversation with someone the other day that was almost in tears because she was so stressed out about making the perfect meal for her family. And I want to on Christmas and I'm like, Oh yeah. Gosh, stop it. And, and then, you know, the last time I spent Christmas with my family, um, who's not in Minnesota, um, all the children, they're like 10 little children, you know, nieces and nephews and, and they ripped open the presents as fast as they could, and they're like, are there more? Are there more? And then they cried that there weren't more. And yeah. I just thought, this is that, like kind of downright ugly. And that's what I don't want to be a part of. I agree. And in, fact, and in fact, I, one of the reasons I have adopted my own philosophy of being happy about Christmas, no matter how I really feel, uh, has been as a response to, at, at one time in my life, being around people who brought that stress to the season who believed that that's that it was a performance they had to put on for all the marbles every time and if they didn't get it right they would be failures as people and and i have done my darndest to adopt my attitude just to, if partly for my myself but partly to to hopefully spread to those around me that it's not a competition it's not it's not a performance that will define your worth as a human being. It's not about you at all. It is about you and your family, and 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 keeping it in the right perspective is better for everyone, including the family that you love so much and want to impress so much. It it is. I mean, approaching that with the right attitude. I guess I, that's what I'm trying to spread to people: is take a deep breath, focus on the fact that it's not about you and the performance you put on and the stress you feel. But I agree with you, and in fact, my entire point of view about the holiday is a response to exactly the stress that you are seeing and feeling and responding to. You're certainly not wrong, and I totally appreciate what you're saying. Um, Senator Mary Kiffmeyer joined us to talk about the upcoming special election season on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. AM 1280, The Patriot. need to make every second count. So when are you going to have time to think of and shop for her perfect gift? Go to Wixen Jewelers. This is the season when the highly trained Wixen staff really shines. They focus all their attention on you. You'll be amazed at how easy they make it and at their unmatched selection of diamonds and fine watches. How much better will you feel tomorrow knowing that today you bought her exactly what she wants? Wixen Jewelers, just off 35W and 99th and Lindale, Bloomington. Open today 10 till 6 and tomorrow noon to 5. When you're hiring, you want qualified candidates fast, and it can be hard to know where to find them. More than 3 million businesses use Indeed.com, the world's number one job site. Whether you need entry-level or highly skilled employees, Indeed helps you find great talent and make the right hire. Indeed is offering new users a $50 credit to give their first job post premium visibility as a sponsored job. Redeem this offer at Indeed.com slash promo. That's Indeed.com slash promo. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply. All right, here's the great selling point of Relief Factor. Well, actually, the greatest selling point is that it works for the great majority of people who use it. But the big selling factor is really this. You can get all the pain relief benefits of Relief Factor without the negative side effects of ibuprofen. A couple of years ago, with great sciatic pain, I would take ibuprofen a lot. And it helped, but the side effects were so awful after a while that I I just had to discontinue use. But that's not the problem with relief factor. So that's huge. So if you've been using any form of ibuprofen, now you don't have to with relief factor. Go to relieffactor.com, check out the pricing, and please give it a try because pain is pretty awful. Or call 800 500 
That's relieffactor.com. Did your financial advisor lose 30% or more of your life savings during the last market crash? Are you afraid it could happen again? I'm Pastor David Mitchell, founder of Tradeway. Tradeway specializes in teaching you how to cut out the middleman and take control of your money. At our first event, Step 1, Start Your Journey, you'll learn how business principles from the Bible, combined with our powerful skill sets for stock trading, can give you the ability to make informed financial decisions for your family. Having control can give you peace of mind even in an uncertain market because nobody cares as much about your hard-earned money as you do. Tradeway, you'll learn to reach your biggest goals by taking small steps. Coming to the Sheraton Bloomington, January 26th and 27th, only $99.95 for your entire household, plus a free ticket for a friend and a full money-back guarantee. To register, call 877-907-TRADE, that's 877-907-8723, or go to Tradeway.com, that's Tradeway.com. This is 